Hello, everyone, and welcome to Generally Casual, the place where you can casually learn about anything and everything. I'm Michael, and I'm joined by your co-hosts, Richard and Corey. What's up, guys? Hey, uh, hi. Yep. Well, this we, is our first per- hi, podcast, so how you doing? Hi, <laughs> energy there. Hi. Uh, hi. Hi. Well, we're already mentally fatigued from an hour worth of trouble trying to get this an podcast. Hour? I think it was two. Yeah, two hours worth yeah. of trouble Technical trying to get troubles. this out. But you know what also takes over two hours? That's a, a game bad of segue. hockey. That's a bad segue. I'm not even acknowledge. that. Sometimes it does, yes. Yeah. Yes, with uh, the, with like the half time and the quarter time and the <laughs> second third time, I like, intermissions. I think is what you're the word you were looking for. Yeah, because it's in thirds, right? I yes. just watched Interstellar, and when you go to a hockey game, time bends around you, and sometimes you walk out of the game, and everyone you ever knew is fifty years older. Yep. Welcome to the game of hockey. <laughs> yeah. So we're here today. We're gonna chat about uh, our likes of hockey. We've all been to at least one game. Um. Yep. Yeah, and that that kind of denotes our relative experience with the with, the with sport ice itself. hockey. Yes, with ice hockey. Yeah, there are multiple I, different kinds of hockey. That's actually an important distinction because uh, in Australia, there's not a lot of ice hockey. Uh, we mainly play field hockey. Field hockey. Yes. And that's what we're known for. For um. Oh my goodness, I can't remember the name. I think it's called the Kookaburras. Is oh. our Australian hockey field hockey well, team? Well, of course, and the gumball the troop. Um, no. But <laughs> funnily enough, uh, there is actually, and I looked it up because I was very intrigued to see whether it was actually true or not in this episode. Hockey um, is there's a Australian. If I, of course, my phone doesn't want to work right now. Tech issues. Yeah, that's the. There's an Australian uh, hockey player in the NHL. And he was the first hockey player from Australia to enter the NHL in uh, 2017. Wow. That's Do you know what true. position yeah. he plays? So uh, his name is Nathan Walker, <gasps> okay. and he plays for the St. Louis Blues. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And what's his position? Um, and he's a forward. Oh, Interesting. wow. Yeah. So um, I wonder if he actually played on the Stanley Cup winning team from a couple years ago. Well, entirely possible. We'll look that up next time. But yeah, I thought it was interesting <laughs> because I was like, huh, I wonder if, because we do have ice hockey teams, mm-hmm. but it's just not a big deal. Like I know back home two or three years ago, the one ice rink that we had locally, I believe was getting shut down. Oh, so uh-huh. that was the only local ice hockey team that I knew of. And I'm sure there are bound to be more in like Perth or somewhere random in Australia. Um, but so like, expensive to run, I'm sure, an ice hockey arena in in Australia. They I would like blast full air. I would assume it cool. would be just as expensive as SAP Center. Yeah, well, that's my point, though, because it's also hot here. Mm-hmm. No, no, but I, what I'm saying is, is at SAP, there's a professional hockey team, so they make the money back through tickets and other and vending. Either so, way. yes, it, it costs so. less if you have a professional hockey well, team with cool exactly. ice. Apparently. A nice transition is that <laughs> other places that are also hot have to run uh, roller hockey or yes. have their own ice rinks. Yeah. So many places in the south and the east Texas and west coast. has a hockey team? Yes. Uh, many of those places for kids, they can't run an ice hockey uh, or an ice rink unless it's the, where the professionals play. So they do roller hockey. So yes. you put a you put a thing of rollerblades on, and then you just go out, and 
if you've seen the movie Mighty Ducks, it's a great example. That is true. <laughs> of kids who don't have ice and then get moved to a place with ice. So now that we're about a few minutes in and we haven't done any definitions, I yeah, we'll start out by going through yeah, our pull those original definition pants back stuff. on. H. <laughs> oh. C. No. Okay. Don't finish I that. think your arm is also off of that frame, so you cannot even spell. Uh so let's define ice hockey. H. <laughs> uh because we had more technical problems, I'm reading it off of my phone. Um, ice hockey is a fast contact sport played on an ice rink between two teams of six skaters who attempt to, d- to drive a small rubber disc, also known as the puck, into the opposing goal with hooked or angled sticks. In ancient times, they used to do that with did, heads. Did I hear six gators? Gators on ice? Skaters? Yeah, gators. Six Stop watching skaters. Crawl over and over again on repeat. <laughs> it's been so, in my head. <laughs> it, it was developed in Canada in the 19th century. A little small history was basically very confused on where the actual origin started, but they say it was based off of stick and ball games from early England. And there are some that suspect that it actually found a lot of its root in, in field hockey, but there's like a clear distinction and I guess very different rules. So they're like, no, it didn't. It came from just stick and ball. So what, field hockey is the oldest sport of the two? I believe so, yes. Wow. I did uh, not expect that. They both came from people who wanted to play polo, and then they lost their horse, <laughs> and then they fell on some Or they ice. weren't rich enough for a horse. Yeah. Or they played, was it croquette? And so, yeah. they fell on some ice, and they're like, whoa, I'm slipping around oh, on the ice. Croquet. So, croquet. There, so yeah. actually, there was a sport that they Crockett. I think was called uh, <laughs> Han- Handy or something like that. Basically, it was pretty much the equivalent of what field hockey was just on ice. Um, and the sticks look similar. So in field hockey, they use like shorter sticks, and they have like a U-curve yep. at, the, at, mm-hmm. the, at the end versus... Hockey sticks are a lot longer, and they just have an L curve at the end, um, and they have wide, um, wide ends, so that way it's easier to kind of move the puck around. Mm. So, as an overview of how the game works, we kind of have already talked about it a little bit, but uh, professional NHL hockey is uh, three periods of twenty minutes each, and then if the game is tied by the end, it goes to a five-minute overtime of three players versus three players. And then finishes with the shootout if it's still tied after that five minutes. Yep. Um, all players on the ice are wearing skates, including the goalie. And the goalie has completely different set of pads. He's in giant pads and has a big, huge glove. And his stick is also much, much bigger. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of the actual rink itself, it's divided in half, uh, split by a red line. Um, and then there's two blue lines that are in to different zones, depending on whether you're in there. And then there's a whole bunch of circles on the ice as well. Um, what those giant circles are, are called face-off dots. Basically, whenever play gets called dead, they put the puck in one of those areas and then have the teams face off, just like in basketball where they do the toss-up. It's just in the hockey, lines they don't do that. honestly look a lot. They're like similar to basketball and soccer put together. Well, yeah. So you two, uh, obviously, being American, were sort of sort of uh you grew up around hockey more than i did 
Um, so like some of the, the rules and stuff were very confusing because Rich, you were the one that <laughs> invited me to my first hockey game when I was still working with you at GameStop. It was Corey and Grumbly and, Man. Well, <laughs> grumbly, grumbly Man. man. <laughs> Refs rules. Oh yeah, I'm very Oh vocal. yeah, you. that was one funny thing is that uh, I was used to you being a more calm demeanor person, <laughs> and then as soon as you go to a hockey game, you are extraordinarily vocal. Oh, I like, get hilarious. super angry about everything. <laughs> I still remember the one time when we were we were watching one of the games, and I think it was up against like Vegas or something, and they they were playing super dirty, and the Sharks were playing, who was our local team, um, was was playing like pretty safe i want to say and you were getting so furious and you were making calls and the the person who like stands in the middle aisle the, oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. uh the she was like came over yeah and the usher was like hey can you let everyone else like watch the game or something <laughs> she, i, I think like, she came over because i actually did i started like being loud and swearing a little yeah. bit and <laughs> I was she was like, like hey can you i'm like yeah no i'll stop swearing but this still never happens like i was like who is this guy <laughs> <laughs> but it was really funny because um the rules don't make a lot of sense to someone who's seen other sports mm-hmm. because it's Hockey is so um, fast-paced. Sort of, well, not fast-paced, but unique. Yeah, um, it is also in, fast-paced in the concept. Well, yeah, <laughs> in the in the like terms that the players are extraordinary in the in the sense that they're not really connected to the ground that they're standing on because they're separated through their sticks and they're separated through their skates, just like Quidditch. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um, <laughs> the fictional sport of Quidditch, yep. but then made also, real, <laughs> like the rules and the the lines, like their whole version of offside didn't make sense to me for the longest time. And I forget what the terminology for it it is, but if you shoot the puck up too far, but someone's not up there far so, enough. So in hockey, how offsides work? That's kind of what I was talking about with the blue line. So. There is an entry, let's say the offensive team crosses the blue line, right? They have to have the puck, and the puck has to enter the that area first before the player does, because otherwise the player would be in an advantageous position. In most other sports, it's based off of the relationship of the last defensive player usually compared to the offensive player. Well, that last defensive player in hockey is technically that blue line. Yeah, so in like soccer, it's... The goalie is the last offensive, but there is a defender who is the second. So they base it off that that defender. Yeah. Um, and everything is the... And it's a movable line, technically. Yes. It's a movable line, while in hockey, it's a set line that can't change. So you can't like adjust where offsides is during the game. Well, what was weird, too, is there's an inverse of that, too. Because this is one of the few sports that I know of, if not the only sport that I know of, where you can take the puck or the ball or whatever in this instance uh behind the goal so because if that goes behind the goal but no one on that team is back there with it it's still considered dead as well so that's kind of like the opposite of offside so icing is almost the opposite where basically if a player is in the defensive end and hits the puck all the way down to the other end and then um the offensive player touches that puck first then it's icing. So meaning defense hits it. The the team that 
that would be normally on that side anyway touches the puck, the call is then dead. So that was really confusing to me for up until like quite recently when I had last gone to see games right. for you, which which is almost coming up on two years now because of COVID. Right. Um, but it was really confusing. But once I grasped it enough times, it makes sense because you don't want to... It's essentially delaying the game. If the defender keeps slapping the puck down to the offender's like back of their goal, that's just... It's delaying the state of the game. It's not really being productive towards anything. Yeah. Well, and actually, that's one of the rules in hockey. If you actually as a defensive player in the defensive zone, hit the the puck out of the arena, that's a delay of game penalty. Well, the other thing I was going to say is penalties actually work very differently in hockey than other sports as well. Uh, I wish they didn't. I wish every other sport had a penalty box. I mean, yeah. So there's literally a box on one side of the ice where any player that's on the ice and commits an, an infraction then gets put into this special box where they just sit out. It's a timeout zone, to be Pretty honest. Pretty much. Um, and it, that that time that they're in the box varies between. Usually, it's in increments of two minutes, but can be ten minutes depending on what they did. What's two, hilarious five, is ten. that hockey is the only sport that treats men like they are, and that's <laughs> really tall toddlers. Yep. So they need a timeout zone. <laughs> they need to be told when they're in trouble, and they go to the box of shame. Yeah. The and I will say that the good thing about it is. That enables the sport to keep its physicality in certain levels. So there's straight up fighting in the game. People, well, there's straight up fighting in the NHL, that a professional version. It's just true. Anything less than that is not okay. Well, yeah. Then they just straight up be like, no, you can't fight. Yeah. There's but, fighting, yes. but usually it's immediately in the, in the NHL in yeah. terms of the NHL. Yes. So meaning there's specific rules and regulations associated with fighting. You have to drop your gloves, and then you can punch each other a while and then once the refs then basically see they're calming down or there's nothing happening they'll break them up and then put them both in mm-hmm. their respective boxes for but five minutes that doesn't remove anybody from the uh, from the game no 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 no. it's an even penalty mm-hmm. anytime that there there is a not even penalty is when one team gets an advantage which is so before i segue into kind of what that perfectly works for me um that's interesting because you can also Kind of be tactical with that because you could potentially take out the opposing team's key player by picking a fight with them. If you have someone that's not the strongest person on your team, pick a fight with the strongest person on the other team. Mm -hmm. You're technically taking a lot more from them if you have a penalty for both of you guys. Which is exactly how penalty, well, exactly how the game really used to work. Yes. Before there was fundamental changes to the NHL rules because there used to be a time where you had these uh, players called enforcers, yes. which you still do. They're just but, more rare now. Yeah, because basically having an enforcer on your team means they're going to be heavily penalized, which means you have to be ready to be able to basically kill any penalty that comes at you. It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson in The Tooth Fairy. Yeah, but most, <laughs> yes. of, the, most of that <laughs> position has been taken away with the new rules that have been set up like 10, 20, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Well, it depends. There's been multiple kind of revisions to all well, the rules over the, co- over the course of basic, five, ten years. Over the course of the rules changes, yeah. most of that has been removed because they didn't want fighting to be the center of the game. And they wanted skill and speed to start being the fundamental policies. And that is the perfect segue I was working for. 
Um, because, uh, Rich, you and I have had a couple conversations now at, at games that we've been to where um, we've mentioned, well, you have mentioned to me and I've sort of said that I like the direction they're taking it because growing up, hockey was, everything I heard about hockey was about how much of a physical sport it was. Um, and I really like, and you've mentioned that hockey is trying to transition or the state of the NHL is transitioning to a more technical um, preference rather than a physical preference. And um, that's really nice because the games, I feel like, are more interesting to watch when they do focus on having more technical players. So the sport of hockey, the strategy used to be basically out be play out physical than your opponent basically bash them around the ice make sure that they every time that they touch the puck they feel it meaning you just go up and check them or you like just make sure your presence is constantly known and then meaning get worn out <laughs> well not only do they get worn out but then like for the younger players they end up basically being afraid to touch the puck constantly well, the reason why that's changed now is because the younger the game has gotten technically and these more skilled rookies, there's been less of the need for the enforcer because those those younger players are so skilled that a big lumbering body coming at, coming at them, they can see it from a mile away and just skate around them, yeah. in which case then they're just hitting the boards or something else. There is a lot more speed and skill in the game than there used to be um because like in the 90s it was basically like Wayne Gretzky skating around everybody because mm -hmm. he was such a skilled player by comparison and obviously that has changed and now a lot more players are evenly matched and skilled which is kind of one of the reasons why playoffs are so exciting because more and more teams are so evenly matched and skilled that even the change in strategies just sometimes don't work out um as an example <clears throat> Um, three years ago, I believe it was, uh, the Washington, Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Both of them were uh, pretty large teams and had a physical presence, but the Capitals were able to utilize their physical presence a little more, and they also had one of the best goal scorers on the, in, in the entire NHL on their team who was able to literally just snipe shots from all angles and get lots of goals in. So there's really fine nuance now in today's game because even though there's speed and skill, you still have teams that have these big physical presences and then it's all based off of how much the refs will let them get away with. Yeah. And that's kind of interesting um, because, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but the new team that's going to be entering into the Western Conference yep. is going to be the Seattle Krakens, yep. correct? That's for this upcoming season. It's their first season. And they're going to be yep. uh, much more physical of a team because of the, the the players that they managed to draft, right? You were saying that they're, they've got a couple more brawly kind of athletes so based off of what i heard from their draft they drafted a bunch of big guys and then their uh coach actually used to coach the philadelphia flyers and the flyers have always been known as a more physical team as well so i my prediction for the kraken for this season how did it hit first folks? is <laughs> going to be that they are more of a physical team they have a lot more lumbering presence <laughs> breaking news breaking news <laughs> <laughs> But how well that succeeds will be interesting to see. Speaking of how well that succeeds, 
I wanted to talk quickly about another thing that's a little different is that the refs in hockey determining whether people get away with anything. There's four of them on the ice constantly. Yep. Which is more refs than nearly any other game or if not all sports because soccer has the closest one with three refs. I have no idea for basketball, but um, uh, I was going to say actually technically there are more refs as well. So there's four on the ice. Yeah, and then there's then there's like a video one and like another one that's like a timekeeper and a bunch of others. Those are similar to other professional right. games. Though. Exactly. Like baseball has a, like a couple of different off. umpires yeah. and other things like that. Same with so- soccer has the three that are on with the sides and they also have a timekeeper and blah blah blah. Right, blah. Right. Um but hockey has four refs Two of which are sideline refs, line, or yeah. line refs, and then two of which are "quote unquote" center refs. But one of the center refs, I believe, is the main. The main. It's one. an alternate and a main, I yes. believe. Yeah. Now, this is the other thing with hockey. Hockey is an indoor sport, for the most part. Um, yeah, with special occasions. Yeah, so yeah. special occasion you do outdoor, or like you can go play on the ice if you actually have ice outside. But usually, I recommend play on manufactured ice. It's a little easier. <laughs> um, it actually has these refs who are in the mix of things. So there's nowhere <laughs> for them to stand out of the court or out of the rink. Right. And this is one of the unique things about hockey is that the the people who are enforcing the rules are also on the rink with these with the players. And in the same one, amount of danger. In the same <laughs> amount of danger with the same amount of a hard rubber object flying around the rink at like 50 to 100 miles an hour. Sometimes more. Also, refs <laughs> don't have nearly the pads that the players do. Yes, they don't. And that's also what's crazy about being a ref. They wear a helmet. Um, do you think they get hazard pay? Like, uh, if they get hit, I do you think, think they, they get a bonus? I think they have really good insurance. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and get paid well for it. Yeah. So, my my thing with this is, like, this is what Richard's constantly grumbling about. And I'm also angry about. And as a Shark fan, as Richard's wearing... His, oh, yeah. Uh, I was wearing my sweatshirt yesterday. Yeah. Um, a- as a fan of the Sharks, we were also involved in a big conspiracy <laughs> thing like a few years ago with the Knights. But it's interesting that being a ref in hockey is one of those few occasions where the literal game is moving so fast and they have to keep track of the tiniest little object to determine their calls, which I really, really feel like. Maybe not the most dangerous. There's probably some sport out there that's more dangerous than hockey for for referees. Oh, I'm sure there is. Um, But it is one of the hardest games to try to call, to make calls in. Because you have four people, and this is why Richard and I get mad all the time at the refs. It's like, you got four people on the ice, and not all of them can judge things. So many times, like all referee times, uh, all referees, you've got, uh, I almost call them judges. Refs who are miscalling uh, offsides calls, miscalling this and that, calling uh, goalie interference when it's not goalie interference. So they got to keep track of all these little nuanced moves that the players are doing. And it's a difficult place. But this is also one of the number one things that hockey fans get mad at. And what causes the most controversial plays is that the refs just stick to their calls and they have technology to back them. Check the technology and going, well, it's inclusive. So the call the call on the ice stands. Well, and to kind of backtrack a little bit, the reason why this is so important is like major and minor infractions in the game cause literally you to be missing a player for that entire time. So let's talk about a basic call in hockey. It's called hooking, where basically 
someone uh, and opposed- trying to pick someone up and take them home with them. Exactly. And get paid for that. No, um, <laughs> they put their stick in like the arms or hands of, of somebody, basically, which causes them to like lose track of their own stick. So when that happens, that player that caused that infraction gets pulled off the ice for two minutes, meaning that now the game has shifted from five on five in terms of the people skating around because we don't count the goalies in that mm. to five on four. So you're literally down a player for two minutes. And there's a whole new subset of rules that has to do with what's called the power play and penalty kill. That's that's that time period where there's an advantage. Icing goes out the window for one team. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of different rules. You and- start in that offensive zone constantly. So you're the, the team that's down a player is constantly defending for that entire time. It's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. And also certain rules are more heavily enforced during this time. Because, like, goalie interference becomes a lot bigger of a deal when you have nine players all around the other team's goalie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's it's a crazy game to sit there and watch. It's a high-speed game where, uh, similar to soccer, it the ball con- consistently moves back and forth up and down the field uh, or the rink for hockey. Um But it's so fast-paced because the size of the object needed to score is minute it's about the size it's smaller than your hand this so unlike most sports that's what makes this sport difficult it's very similar to rugby and that's uh, there's a lot of similarities with rugby and no not rugby uh lacrosse uh with lacrosse and hockey it's like water polo and similar yeah water polo as well because the the little ball for uh, lacrosse is so tiny it's about the size of your hand so that thing's zooming across the uh the field from like uh what net to net and they can also check people in lacrosse, so it's a lot of similarities with the two sports. But it's so hard to keep track of this game, especially for an amateur who's just being introduced to um, hockey itself. The good thing is, is as most people probably would do first, they'd probably watch it on TV. And on TV, they've actually made it a little bit better over the course of the time. They actually put some like electronics inside of the puck that they're trying to do. There are people who have... Um, little stuff inside of their jersey like they're trying to make the tech portion of hockey be a lot better so you can get more statistics if you want them but also so that way you can keep track of the puck so like there was actually a time i think in the like in the 90s where they actually did this and it would cause the puck to like glow on tv which is not what they wanted at all which was kind of funny but now they do this thing where um some channels will actually kind of dim right around the puck so you can kind of see it it's yeah. a little bit more visible they put like a giant circle around it basically as well as hockey like most sports i would love you all to go out and look up canadian slang for hockey because there is a ton of it oh, really yeah. yeah there is so much uh a quick reference to a tv show if you like the show letter kenny uh there is a couple of dumb hockey players in it that just use hockey slang all the time and so you get like like you get a lot of different slang that's out there that doesn't quite make its way down to the states, but I'm sure if you played hockey, like you know it all. Like oh, I'm sure our 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 guest Nathan and our other guest Colin, they're big hockey fans and have played hockey, and they know all that slang because of playing the sport. So it's uh it's incredibly interesting to see how much just like like 50 different words that you could go look up for this sport right now. <laughs> well, what's interesting too, and what I like about the sport is you've constantly mentioned that it's fast paced and it's kind of 
very different to every other American sport that's mainstream. Mm-hmm. Because, like, baseball is boring. <laughs> but Corey's opinion. It's, it's like, yeah. No, it's <laughs> well, faction. It's no. statistic. No, but the, the point right, I'm trying to make is that baseball and football. They're slow. There's stoppages in play. Yeah. You can go up to the sports bar, drink, come back, and understand what's going on. And they're really easily. Plays. They're Whereas, short-term plays. Yeah. With hockey, if you leave and come back, there's so much that could have changed and you wouldn't understand what had happened. Absolutely. So, And I was going to actually compare that to soccer because both soccer and hockey have very little downtime. Basketball as well, um, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, because up until the end of the game, basketball is pretty much constant flow. Yeah. And then once you get to like the last five minutes, then it's constant stoppages. But both hockey and soccer have similar in that they want to keep the game moving as much as possible. And... I would say the main difference between soccer and hockey in terms of that is because hockey has so much less space to work with, that means things can happen much faster. Versus in soccer, you can probably leave for a few minutes and technically nothing's happened, but that's just because the amount of travel space, the ball could have flown back and forth and not done anything the entire time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it it's also like, the, yeah. <laughs> and we've kind of mentioned it already, like the athleticism required of the players hockey is insane like i've never played it but i've tried i've ice skated before and that's difficult enough (laughs) but when you compound trying to stay balanced trying to track a moving object that's whizzing around like a a house fly the pads that they wear yeah all the all the defensive equipment the fact that you then have what uh 11 other players on the ice plus the four referees that you're trying to keep track of and then you're also running the risk of getting into fights. Like I was listening to, I I wish I remembered his name, but I was listening to a podcast with an old retired ice hockey player who's considered one of the better ice hockey players of time. And he was saying like how insane fights in ice hockey are because a regular pub brawl, you just go up and you punch the guy because and you're, you're on grounded your stationary feet yep yeah <laughs> whereas with hockey he was saying in ice hockey if you're getting into a fight it's so much more technical because you're trying to stay balanced but then you're grabbing the other guy and as you go to throw a punch you're not pushing you're pulling the guy into your fist mm-hmm. because the second that you try and push if you're not pulling him towards you you go backwards yeah so There's very like, little friction on ice. Yeah, it's fighting in space. It's just insane. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so, like, him just talking about the extra sort of avenue of fighting alone that they have to consider, you can add that to every other degree of the sport. Like, them taking a shot, they have to factor in other resistances and other mm-hmm. forces. They have to play with so many other things that other players don't need to in other sports. They have normal gravity and normal friction. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So I was going to say, actually, to take it a step further, you're also talking about um, most players on the ice actually do short shifts. So it's technically not just six players, even though one out of each team has a player that's on the ice pretty much the entire time. Mm -hmm. You have uh, changing lines constantly. So you have three forwards and two defensemen, that are constantly changing, meaning they're they're skating over to the bench and then rotating out with other players. And usually in hockey, they have uh, three to four lines, what they call it, where 
there will be three individual different three or four individual lines of forwards who come out and rotate out and then usually it's between two to three lines of defensemen that change out so specifically for goalies and defensemen um if you look in statistics on hockey goalies have obviously the most ice time because they're on the ice the entire time for that full 20 minute period every single time they may not see action the whole time but they're still standing on their skates they're still keeping that entire thing and then they're extremely athletic Mm -hmm. once something happens they have to get into all sorts of different crazy athletic positions to make sure they are as big as they can Mm -hmm. to make sure that they're blocking the puck out of the net defensemen are similar they have really high ice time and they also are very physical Mm -hmm. they're usually big bodies they're skating up and down the ice and some of these guys are on the ice upwards of 30 minutes out of the game which is a long time well and i was gonna bring up Sometimes the games go for a lot longer than three periods. Oh, yes. Um, when you go into the tournament round of hockey, they eliminate the shootout portion. So most of the time during regular season, it's three periods, five minutes, shootout. And, and then it. done. Whatever is the score at the end of that. And mind you, the shootout could go 12 to 15 mm-hmm. rounds, but that's just one player versus one goalie and that's it absolutely but during the playoffs or in this case the fight for the stanley cup that's right um thanks stanley or stanley uh no no uh, <laughs> um they eliminate that rule and it's just overtime consistently yep. they continually play and uh i think it's a f- it's five on five and in, in um Oh yeah, and the new rule that was that they do a three on three. During. So during regular season, it's three on three, and then once they get to the playoffs, then it's five on five. Yeah, and they just uh, they do five minute cycles. I believe yeah, it's five and then five and then five and then indefinitely until someone scores. Yes. Wow. Um. Yeah. I thought it was t- at th- at one point. I know it was twenty. No. Okay. Oh uh, no 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 yeah yeah. Um, uh oh actually I think in the playoffs it's 10. Yes. Okay. I I was like the time rules change. Yeah. We're casuals here. Don't don't we we've watched <laughs> they, hockey for a really long time. They change in the yeah. in the play. I'll, it's infinite number of, of overtime so, though basically there's and been, then they do it in sections. There's been several times where where players have played three full games of hockey in one game wow. because of the way that the tournament rules. Work. Actually I looked it up. So um not in NHL, but like the longest overtime was actually, I believe, in the KHL. It was 132 extra minutes of time. So, wow. like, you got to keep in mind that's it was 20, 40, 60 minutes. So that's technically they did that plus like three full games worth of time, yeah. pretty much in the entire game. So those players must have been exhausted and the nhl has had similar times yeah there's been a couple where it's like uh like i think there was one where it went to eight overtimes yeah um because they're short they're short yeah i think it was i think it was three full games with the main time yeah not extra yeah so uh, that's just insane and because there's not too many games that can do that that can be like just keep playing. I don't. We don't care how tired you are. That means it's more likely that someone will score. We'll score. Just keep playing, and then that affects uh, the Stanley Cup is played over. Uh, Was it four four tiers? Yeah, it goes. It's the top sixteen teams on. Um, and then they do a, tr- a and then they do player a, tournament a bracket, bracket tournament East and West. Yes. Um, and and in, then the finals is East versus West. Yes, and in that. They play seven games, or it's best of seven. Yep. 
Um, and so the, the biggest thing with this is that every game can affect the next one. So if the game previously, you just played two hours because of overtime, the next game is going to be horrendous because you're going to be still recovering from that previous two hours of gameplay to go into the next game. And then on top of that, they just keep playing tournament or uh, team after team going up to whoever's the best. Um, And you got to keep in mind, like even for like the rounds. So let's say they go, went to game seven, they went to game seven in the first round. And then that game also went to double overtime Mm -hmm. and then they get a day break or two days of break, and then they got to go play the next team in the round, whoever wins that. The next team could have just finished in four. Four, yeah, Yeah. meaning they had, like, a week off, basically. Exactly, which could be a good or bad thing. Right. And the big thing with uh, hockey is that the playoffs are entirely separate from the regular season because anything can happen. I think baseball also, basketball also. Basketball works the same way. Huh. Well, I was just going to say as well, like, the insane thing about hockey compared to other sports is they're not playing one game a week. No. It's not like on Sunday or twice a week. They can like they've been they can play like three times a week. Oh, there's multiple insane. and across the country as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, and not to mention they can actually do back to back nights too as part of that. So they'll do like five games in a week where two of those will be back to back, which is just absolutely insane because your your training goes out the window because you can't train because you're just playing games all week. Yeah, and then and flying around or yeah. bussing around everywhere too. But, um, I meant to say it earlier, but the insane thing about hockey too is it's the only sport that I know of where they can forego their goalie. They can just straight oh, up yeah. be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, our goalie. Um, we're gonna take him off the ice so we can have an extra person actively chasing the puck," which is yeah. insane to me. So. Yeah, yeah. So that usually happens. Um, they pull the goalie within usually the last two minutes of the game if they're like, if a team is down by one goal. So they then they, what they do is pull the goalie, have the entire team in the offensive zone constantly, which will be six players rather than a goalie, and just trying to keep that that puck within the offensive end to really try and push for a goal for those last two minutes to either tie to usually tie the game so they can pull it to overtime. It can also happen on a delayed penalty as well, where the ref's yes. hand is in the air and they're waiting to call it, which basically means um, whoever's team made the penalty. Until the other team touches it, they can basically be like free reign. As long as the team is holding possession and the other team has a gained possession of the puck, they're basically like, get that goalie out of there. We'll go six on five until, until you Hopefully touch Hopefully we'll it. score. Yeah. And because wow. obviously them scoring would very much outweigh them having to take a power play. Correct. Because that means that they've, then that just negates that penalty altogether because they scored. Sure. Mm-hmm. So um, earlier you guys mentioned the KHL. What is that? So that is the Continental Hockey League, and yes, the Continental word Continental starts with a K. Um, it consists of um, Russian players or Russian teams, Belarus teams, Finland, China, Latvia, and Kazakhstan teams. Um, it's a the second most popular league in the world, underneath the NHL, and usually, as NHL players get older and they still want to play because. I will say, hands down, uh, hockey has one of the most passionate player bases in sports. They play through injury. They play through just about everything. Um, And then even as they get older, some players just don't want to retire. So then they go play in the KHL where 
there's a lot there's a lot less money per contract but there's a lot of money being thrown around because each of these teams has their own unique quirks and other things like that uh and yeah it the main difference between it is the size of the rink uh they actually use um european size or they actually are varied but uh the olympics actually uses the same size rink it's wider than nhl rinks and it gives a little more space um as well as just uh it makes it so that way the strategy of the game is a little bit wider it's not as focused on speed and goals mm. so like as an average um hockey nhl hockey has about six goals um on average um per game technically or per night rather um versus uh khl has about four so there's less goal scoring but there's more strategy involved you might see some more creative plays and other things like that plus if you probably youtube khl um you'll see some really funny stuff um because uh there's one like goalie show i think they call it like the hula show or hookah show or something like that there's this goalie on one of the teams who basically comes out before the rest of the team and does this whole like crowd uh initiate he'll like throw his hands up and skate around and, and they tie so they do like funny stuff like that and they've kind of adapted some of that stuff in the, in the nhl like as an example the carolina hurricanes actually do this thing called the surge at the end of their games where they'll do a little fun celebrate if they win the game they do a little fun celebration and kind of like almost like a football style touchdown celebration, but it's for the entire team. They're all involved, and they do it at the end of the game. Uh, the Sharks have the only foghorn as in the whole NHL. Oh, so, uh, oh look at us! Uh, they also <laughs> the Sharks were the first team to use the giant head as well. So, oh, I didn't know that was us. That's yeah, that, awesome. yeah. So the Go Sharks shark. have something not as unique anymore, but they were the first team. Uh, they have a giant shark head that comes down onto the ice and the the players skate through as an entrance to, to the game. Yeah. So they were the first team that did that. Now a number of teams have done it afterwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's some sort of showmanship. I personally would highly, I love the sport, but I would highly recommend if you are interested or curious about it to go to a game for sure. It is a very unique experience in terms of sport teams. Uh. Yes, obviously, sports are in better in general if you go see the live game. I would say hockey is one that really stands out as something that's very unique. Michael, you pointed out that um, especially if you're trying to learn the game, there are perhaps even better and cheaper avenues to to learn how it's played, maybe not through the men's league, but through the women's league. Yeah, um, and actually, this this brings, me, uh, brings up a great point, is that... Uh, one of my like fun moments from watching hockey is the all-star game plus the skill competition. Um, I believe that. So those are both the, the all-star game is basically where they have all the quote unquote best players or most popular players. <laughs> you usually uh, voted do now. a, do a, uh, was it East West or they just have two all-star all-star teams. They've changed the format up every year, but I believe now it's divisional. So now they have like four. They do the same thing for football. Yeah. Um, so they do all-star game and then they do a skills competition where basically they run through all these different little games. And in these games, it basically tests the skills of the players. So their balance, how accurate they are, how fast they are, like all these. And you might remember her name, but there was a, um, a woman and I forgot her name. I think it was probably Kendall Coyne. Yes, and she was from the Women's League. Yes, so and she was actually from the U.S. Olympic team. Yes, the U.S. Olympic team. 
And that's also where you can find like the most elite teams and players, which are normally US and Canada being the top teams. But yeah. I know Russia's thrown in there as well. On the men's side, for sure. Yeah, on the men's side. Um, and she beat every other... She beat the record for the fastest player ever in the skills competition. So that was for the uh, speed skate, I yeah, believe. Yeah, for the speed skate. And yeah, for that year, which it was in San Jose, so both Michael and I went. <laughs> it was very memorable. Um, they actually had a lot of um, female players involved kind of throughout the thing. And one of the players, she skated for them. I believe it was Nathan McKinnon from Colorado Avalanche. He mm. kind of stepped back because he was injured. So he was there at the event, but he couldn't actually do the event because he was injured. So Kendall actually did the first skate around, and she beat all of the other players on that speed skate, and I believe also set a record or something like that. She set the record, and it was practice. Yeah. It was, hey, this is how this is supposed to be. So she skated the the length of the rink, and it was just like, she did it way faster than everybody, and everybody was like, yeah, set the record. Which is crazy, because actually there are two players that are known for their speed, and have done very close to what she did, but I don't think beat her time. Yeah, it was it was quite amazing. And as normal with our male and female leagues, um, there is clear differences between the way that coaches um, teach and have their uh, have their players play. But both are very very high levels of skill, super high skill. Yeah, and if you want to see skill, like go check out the top teams. Uh, I would definitely recommend going to look up some Olympic teams and watching some of these uh, hockey movies that are out. They they go into detail of how hockey is played. I personally, if you want to learn about it, I would stay away from watching the Mighty Ducks two, three, <laughs> because those are just fun. And the rules are insane in those. If you want to learn, don't watch Mighty Ducks. If you want to have fun, watch Mighty Ducks. I was going to say, actually, through my research, so women's actually have a professional ice hockey league that's called the Premier Hockey Federation. Is also European? No, this is this is specifically American. Oh, okay. Uh, they do have, they actually have a couple women's leagues in European. The reason why I bring up the American one, or North American one, because there's actually one Canada team and five um, United States teams is they partnered with Twitch. So there they specifically have Twitch accounts where they stream their games and there's six teams. And uh, there is uh, NWHL and NWHL two where they're actually streaming their games on Twitch. And I would highly recommend people to kind of go. And if you wanted to see some women's games to watch it on Twitch, um, definitely grow the sport within because these are professional athletes. They're getting paid to play. Um, they have grown tremendously from both the Canadian and um, United States Olympic teams who have set a lot of precedents um, to make sure that these women athletes are getting paid, um, which is a big deal mm-hmm. considering NHL is like a huge aspect of, of hockey in general. And to see that them helping out and growing this sport in the women's side too is fantastic, especially because these women are severely talented. They uh, are technically skilled. They're really good skaters. The goalies are amazing. I've watched a couple of them like very athletic and you see lots of flash and flare. So mm-hmm. it's really good. It's kind of where the NHL is kind of headed towards because it's, it's less physical, um, but there is some physicality to it. Like the minor like body checking and things like that. With not as much of the like random 
kind well, of stupider part of the violence aspect. And for a personal opinion, I have always viewed hockey as one of those places, controversial opinion, bam, bam uh, where the differences between male and female sides could coincidentally uh, could just be eliminated because of how similar you have to play the sport. Yeah. While, you know, you might have more physicality, like people just pushing and being angry at each other on the male side versus a lot more skill and technique on the female side. A lot of the similarities between both genders are evened out because you have to play the game the same way. While in other facets, like you could see a difference between um, both sides being played and that, you know, bowling people over all the time, like in football, is probably not the smartest decision. <laughs> no. Well, and it's kind of where uh, we were talking about the evolution of the game. As the game progresses more towards skill and speed, skill and speed are both things that cross gender. So yeah, exactly. it's not something that you have to worry about really getting body position as much, especially mm-hmm. in the NHL. There's smaller and smaller players. Mm-hmm. It used to be where every single player would usually have to be a specific height and a specific weight. And they'd really muscle up to be able to hold up body position. But there's a lot of players now currently in the NHL that are smaller guys and they just have really good skill and be able to skate around people and get into good position. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the Olympics, I would always want to see like a no gender sport where it doesn't matter who you are. Everybody gets to compete against each other and just to see how things turn out, because I thought I think that'd be really exciting. Yeah. It'd be cool if hockey could do that. Yeah. Um, so before we move on to who we think is going to win this coming season, um, I wanted you guys to tell everybody who your favorite team is. Well, Corey, let's start with you. What's yeah. your favorite team? So, uh, just to be contrarian, um, and because they're new and Aussies love an underdog, I'm gonna have to say I I gotta back the Krakens now. I love Seattle, <laughs> and they're the new team, so I got to go for the underdog. And to be honest, their logo looks interesting. I love their colors. Was it golden purple? Black uh, and purple? It's like a tealish color. Teal, okay. And then they have like a red. I wish their logo was better. Cause I was the, like, the S with the little tentacles and stuff? It looks weird to me. Their, their <laughs> full logo, the one with the... with the. Oh, they, yeah, yeah. They have one with a crack and yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But the, the the octopus looks strange to me. It it looks like it more clip art than I was hoping for. But I I I, I am liking them because they did the same thing the sharks did. They were like, "Hey, uh, can we hire someone to develop our stuff and our colors?" And it comes out. It looks real good. So. Yeah. Funnily enough, actually, a side note before I get go over my details, uh, when the sharks first came out in 1991, uh, their jersey was the most bought jersey. Um, in sports for like two years. Um, and it's purely because the team or the management oriented actually met with some designers and found that teal was a super popular color of the time. Well, weird thing you told me regarding that too, was that in Clucks, the movie he's wearing a shark's hat, even though they're in Philly. Yeah. Well, they're New Jersey. New Jersey? New Jersey. Oh, well, I'm going to get killed by someone for saying that. It's but, the anchor I don't yeah. like. Sorry. It's the, the anchor? The, the, the Kraken looks fine. The S looks a little more like oh, the Seattle yeah. Mariners, but that's yeah. fine. Um, I see what you're talking about. But the, the anchor, Seattle I'm Kraken like, why anchor. did you guys just put a big old octopus on the front of your shirt? Like, why not? <laughs> um, I actually really like the S, honestly. I like how the in between the little, the little colored parts, how there's like a little tentacle. That's really cool. Yeah. 
Otherwise, I'm like... Good, I like the colors. Yeah, good colors. Very very good color pick. A, a less ostentatious than the Knights. They were like... I, well, I, and something we I was going to bring gold. up about the Knights is... <laughs> I like black and gold. Looks nice, um, for me, I, obviously, as a San Jose fan, I'm not a big fan of the Knights at all. But that's neither here nor there. But I would buy a jersey if they just didn't get rid of their like star player and their goalie who they just got rid of. Uh, which was Mark Andre Fleury, who is now a Chicago Blackhawks player. Go have and fun it, on the Blackhawks, Fleury. It it, it disappointed look- me because that was the one jersey I wanted to get, and now also, he's not on the team, and now I'm angry. One of the reasons why they they won so many games. He is <laughs> a fantastic goalie. goalie. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, anyways, uh, obviously, uh, Richard, what's your favorite team? Well, you just said it. Well, so um, <laughs> I mean, Michael, what's your favorite team? Oh, it's also the Sharks. Interesting. Uh, what I was gonna say is actually when I was growing up, because Hometown the love. Sharks, the Sharks didn't exist until 1991. Um, you love the California Seals? No. Uh, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Cool stuff for them, but no. Uh, since my parents went to college in Colorado, uh, they actually were Avalanche people, and I actually had like some stickers oh, yeah, of the Colorado Avalanche and other stuff, stuff like that. The house. Yep. Yeah. Um, I would say my other favorite team because I love like two players because they're small, scrappy, and fast. I like to say that I'm an Oilers fan Ugh. or a Maple Leafs fan. Well, I, Maple Leafs, yeah, I, I'm more Maple Leafs than I am Oilers. But I'm I'm more of a fan of players. So if you're not the Sharks, I more like your players. So I, I like to cheer on McDavid at sometimes because he's a small dude <laughs> and he's very quick and like a franchise player. Uh, a generational player. Yeah, he's a gener- which him. basically means the team is built upon his shoulders, and right. that's that's pretty respectable for who he is. It's just sad he's on that team, but you know, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's sad that they have not built the team around him. <laughs> no, they were like, hey, let's use old fashioned methods for building around McDavid. It's like, okay, well, he's fast enough and quick enough; he can kind of handle himself. You guys build build better players around him. Don't just be like, oh, we're gonna put a bunch of thick boys around him, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, that didn't work. No, that didn't work at all. And then. Uh, Maple Leafs have Austin Matthews, who's another one of those really good, quick players who can snipe from a mile away. So Yes. Uh, as an honorable mention, one sec, yeah. uh, because my wife is from Philly, I also have to be have my East Coast team, which is the Flyers. The Flyers are really good. Do you hear that, Kirsten? No, she doesn't care about how the team does until it gets the playoffs. But Sorry, he likes the Flyers, too. The, the Flyers. In the playoffs. Yeah. In the playoffs. <laughs> we're, we're eventually, we're hoping for a Sharks- Flyers final, and to me, I'd be like, Sharks win that final, but hey, the Flyers got there. That'd be a fun household that day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing like uh, <laughs> marital stress placed. No, I'm an Eagles fan. Eagles fan. I love love me some Eagles football, so that's what? that's more important to me than, than the hockey team. Yeah. You've never heard of football. the Eagles hockey team? The Eagles hockey team. They're made of real Eagles. Oh, okay. (laughs) The entirety of the team. But Uh, uh, with you guys being more knowledgeable of the sport, who do you think, if you could call it right now with the coming season, who do you think is going to take the cup? Richard, the Krakens are on that picture that you... Yes, they are. They're right below the Canucks. 
Oh, did on you the far forget left, where Washington top, top is? Left. Oh, wa- oh. I, Richard said Colorado, and I was just been thinking of Colorado. Co- so Colorado's like, in the middle where it says Avalanche. That's what I was. I was looking there, and I was expecting to see Krakens, and I was like, Oh wait, Seattle, the Seattle. Colorado, was, the Seattle Colorado <laughs> Kraken. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the non-existent city of Seattle, also, Colorado. Also, where they definitely have an ocean in Colorado, <laughs> yeah. and it makes sense to be the Krakens. <laughs> Wow. If you didn't know, Cthulhu is going to rise in Washington <laughs> and start destroying the world from there. <laughs> um, uh, as a hometown pick, I just have to say sharks first, and then when I know they're going to let me down, uh, um, I'd like to say um, the lightning again. The lightning again, three times in a row. Yes, they're That's always pick. they're always a good option to pick if you you know you're like who's going to win. Uh, you the guys know that lost one. Yeah, like ten years ago, you could have said Blackhawks and been like, "Oh yeah, they're gonna win." Penguins are up there, Lightning. Um, you know, maybe I'll just say Seattle. You know, to give them first first round. Uh, one they're the gonna few... do what the Vegas did couldn't do. Yeah, they're Oof. just gonna be like, "Hey, also we have a big thick team." That doesn't make any sense for the way NHL's going, but whatever, we're gonna win now. <laughs> and they also all have eight arms. It might help them. So. Corey, did you want to go before I go, or did you? Oh, I have oh, no you, clue you, who's okay. going to win. You um, just want ooh, the Kraken Gur, Predators. Gur Maple Leaves for the win. Oof, I Maple Leaves! See, I was going to make that joke, <laughs> but to be honest, there's no way the Maple Leaves... <laughs> Maple Leafs are the ongoing... They're the ongoing uh, Chicago Cubs of the National Hockey League, except for they've won before, technically. No, the Sharks are the... <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, well, you haven't gone that long. Yeah, no, no, that's no. True. I, the reason why is because the Maple Leafs haven't won in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And actually, now that the St. Louis Blues have won a cup, I believe now the Maple Leafs have the longest stretch where they haven't won a cup. Yeah. Even though they've won the cup before. But either way. Um, Just as long as the Ducks and the Knights don't win, I'm happy. Oh, I don't want the Kings to win. Oh, and the Kings. Sorry. Forgot how Knight, many teams Knights, are Kings. I, I mean, Ducks, I don't think are going to To be honest... As of right now, all three California teams are not sitting well, but I would say I'm hoping that the Sharks come come out ahead of all three, technically all four, if we include the Knights in that. I hope that they just have a better record than all all four of yeah, all three of those why teams. Why not? The Coyotes. Why don't you do better I, than all I was going to say my pick, and I'm hoping this, this stands true, I don't think the Avalanche have done that much with their team um, in the offseason. I'm hoping that they win because they are a really good team. And they have a lot of good players uh, that consistently show that that they have a lot of skill on the team. I love how much you guys complicated the very simple question of who do you think is going to win. Right? I had to make That's it a complicated question. You, guys- <laughs> you know, it's also very, very possible the Lightning and the Panthers all get eaten by Gators by the time you know the season starts. So, you know. Sell it, crawl. Yeah. Yep. They might all get crawled. They might all end up in a basement of all a house. Of get crawled. Yeah. And be like, oh, my goodness. There's like. 16 of us. There's nothing we could do. <laughs> Shout out to Nathan, who hopes that the Sabres will do well, even though we all know they're not going to do well. Nathan, Sabres. we hope the Sabres do well. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Buffalo. If you equip hope. them all with a real Sabre on the ice, they might do better. <laughs> or a Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you guys are supporting a specific team that we haven't mentioned and you think they're going to do well, let us know. Um, and if you have a controversial hockey opinion, let me know because I won't get mad at you. Whereas Richard and Michael might get mad at you. I want to discuss it. I don't want to get angry. I want to get discussing it. Yeah. yeah. I'll discuss it. But I'll- you can do that at generally casual on whatever platform you're on. Mm, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 
That was the shortest I've ever heard you say our outro. I'm there. working on it because <laughs> hockey's a fast sport. Yeah. <laughs> Still, and, and like ju- everything, subscribe to everything, review everything, all of the things that we've asked you to do in past episodes. Mm-hmm. Please do in this one too. And yeah. just like hockey. Bye. <laughs>